This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am Sean Anderson, and this is the Fast Break Podcast, and today I have Dave Oster. Hey, guys. And Ricky Whitmer alongside me. Hey, what's up? And we're going to talk WNBA draft. We finally get to Woo! talk about our favorite topic here. We're going to delve into these prospects that we've been, that you guys have been watching on ESPN. We've been watching all throughout the season because we're huge uh, WNBA, well, women's basketball fans in general, but we, you know, we're going to talk WNBA, where we think these prospects are going to be going, and uh, right off the bat, I think it's pretty obvious to everyone who's you know just a, a new time fan or guys like us who's been watching this game forever that Brianna Stewart's the number one pick in this draft and I don't think there's a question about it. I'm looking at as of right now 98 to 38 win over Mississippi State just 8 of 10 from the floor 22 points 14 boards 5 blocks. Someone say a convincing victory. It is dominance. Kind of she reminds me a lot of a, a female Tim Duncan kind of you know she can do everything well. The fundamentals. The fundamentals yeah, exactly. Yeah and actually speaking of that uh, they got Kevin Durant to speak on this because he is a big fan of women's college basketball, and he's actually referring to her as a you know a five tool player. She's very skilled. She can shoot, pass, she can rebound, she can run, and she can jump. So there's a lot he hasn't seen women's game or otherwise. He's a big fan. I think he's absolutely spot on. Like it, the the comparison to Tim Duncan, the fundamentals, like I just said, it adds up. Yeah, and I mean the big thing. Here's the thing about Brianna Stewart that I think we need to talk about. Is there a chance, or if you're Connecticut, do you do this? This is Ricky conspiracy theory. Seattle's, 2K Ricky? 2K Ricky. Seattle's got the number one pick. They're going to take Brianna Stewart. Mm-hmm. Do the Connecticut Sun try to say, hey, let's try to trade the third overall, fourth overall, maybe the even second rounder? To try to get the number one pick and keep Brianna in the state of Connecticut, I don't. I don't think they do that. I mean, look, that's at, mortgaging the farm, though. Yeah, that's mortgaging the farm, and then plus, you know, Brianna Stewart is like a once in every you know five year player. Because I mean, kind of like what LeBron James is to the NBA. Kinda, she's, she's the player like, that can change the franchise from even the five. Exactly. She's kind of like Candace Parker when the uh-huh. Los Angeles Sparks drafted her in two thousand eight. Can you guys, she, you know, Candace Parker coming out of college was the best player, you know, in college basketball. And since you know she's gone into the league, mm-hmm. her last season nineteen points, uh, nine rebounds a game, six assists. So I mean, she can really do everything that Brianna Stewart can do. So I think you know this is someone that can change a team and probably Seattle's best player since Sue Bird. And Sue Bird's still even up I was going to say, could you imagine, though, Brianna Stewart does get drafted by the Sun. Sue Bird, pass it down low, Brianna Stewart, basket. Love it. Sue Bird, pass it down low, Brianna Stewart. Sue Bird could get like 10 assists a game with Brianna Stewart down low. Yeah, she could, she could have a real revival. I mean, she's had a revival. But well, I, I mean, mean oh, what, le- almost led the league in assists, I believe? Not last year, yeah. I think she was like point four away. Yeah. So, I mean, what, yeah. What's you're trying to set up, like an Amari Stoudemire and uh-huh. uh, Steve Nash, Steve Nash down there? That's I like exactly that. what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Seattle would be stupid enough to actually do that. I, I think Seattle knows that Brianna Stewart is a once in a every five years player. And I mean, looking at you know the the latter half of these players, I mean Ariel Powers from Michigan State. She's shown flashes, but I don't know if she can really you know be that next player for San Antonio. And then even looking at the other two uh, Connecticut players in the top top five, Morgan Tuck and Mariah Jefferson. Again, I don't know if they can really be those, you know, impact players mm-hmm. that, you know, Brianna Stewart can come in because, you know, obviously two's better than one if you're doing just math. But I mean, I think that one, one is, you know, that one's pretty damn spectacular. Yeah, I think it's as far as, you know, putting them on a scale, it's, you have Brianna Stewart up top and then it's, I don't know, quite a few levels down mm-hmm. before you hit Ariel Powers, Mariah Jefferson, Morgan Tuck. 
that second level of players. It's, there's such that gap in talent that I, I agree with you. you. You don't trade back. You keep your number one overall, and you ride the franchise on that. But at the same time, Connecticut can kind of build up their entire roster, like you said, with this depth. So I think there's no real bad way to do it. I think there's no chance that they'll trade those two picks up for that number one, though. And if we're talking about trading picks here, I really think Minnesota might actually make a move into the first round here to get Whitney uh, Whitney Young from... Uh, I'm sorry, Whitney Knight. I'm thinking of the high school around us. Whitney Knight from uh, Florida Gulf Coast. They were scouting her at her most recent or one of her most recent games. And, you know, the, the Lynx have an eye for talent, mm-hmm. drafting Maya Moore and, and, you know, all that. And I, I, just, I think that, you know, the, the, the former NBA champions are going to look for players to really change their team. And I think, I, I honestly think Whitney Knight can be this player because looking at her at Florida Gulf Coast, she's kind of, she's got deep shooting range like Steph Curry. And I think she could be a steal in the draft. And I think if they really like her enough, they might move up. And Do you get think her in the Knight's first round. really going to go in the first round though? Because I'm looking at. I think if they're they're a big enough fan, I think that because well, because like we reason, just said there's the reason huge... why I ask is I'm looking at DraftSite.com where I'm getting the information. They actually have Whitney Knight 17th overall in the second round, well past where Minnesota even is already. I'm looking at that same site, but I'm just I'm, I'm saying that you know that article just came yeah. out. So I mean the links are looking at them. So the links might even take her at 14, but I'm just mm-hmm. feeling. You know, maybe if, if, another team could yeah. be interested. Yeah, maybe like the another... Liberty or um, even the Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think you know Knight can make a jump up here, and I think that Knight can really be that you know second best player in this mm-hmm. draft outside of Stork. Because I, I, looking at her game, she looks phenomenal. I mean, she can shoot, and adding that against Maya Moore, I mean that's that's basically unstoppable. Because you know you got that deep shooting range. I mean, they could basically turn into the Warriors because Maya Moore can shoot the lights out, and we've seen that all throughout her career. And, you know, if Whitney Young, or Whitney, I keep calling her Whitney Young, if Whitney Knight keeps, you know, developing her shot and you know, is able to knock down that three consistently, I think the Lynx can still be unstoppable machines because, I mean, look at them. They're pretty damn good, you know, consistently because former NBA cha- or former WNBA champs, they've already got three titles, four in the past, or three in the past four years. So I think, I think the Lynx can really just keep building this team that they have if they get Whitney Knight because I think, you know, this team is really just phenomenal. Well, and one player that I want to bring up because she had a, this is more of a recent just performance that she had in the tournament that if she enters the draft could be one of those to get her into draft contention is Erica McCall from Stanford. Notre Dame, I'm sorry. I am sorry, Sean. Your Notre Dame fighting Irish fell to the Cardinal 90 to 48, but she had 27 points. Yeah, only four rebounds, but Johnson was more of the rebound artist for the Cardinal in that game. But 12 of 18, went to the line, hit both of her shots, 27 points for Stanford. There could be some that look at that game and go, hey, you know what? McCall may be someone we should look at. And hey, if she has a better performance in the Elite Eight, and if they go to the Final Four, maybe even to play UConn in the uh, national title. Could be something to look at. Yeah, she's clearly someone Stanford can count on to carry this team through. She's obviously their main source of offense. Obviously, Thompson wasn't shooting that well. But mm-hmm. again, if you're looking for someone... <laughs> 4 of 14 is not that well. Not that Still well. Still finished I mean, with 11 be, points. Yeah. I'm being nice here. But again, if you're looking for somebody to lean on for points, mm-hmm. I mean, you can sort of discredit, okay, maybe they're not the best around the boards. Yeah. You know, their game won't always be so well rounded out. So if you need a pure score... Absolutely an option. And I am looking at it. Stanford would play UConn in the championship if they met UConn. So that that's your sleeper in the draft, would you, yeah, would you say? Yeah, yeah. Who would be your sleeper, Dave? Because we'll, we'll finish that up with sleepers in the draft. Cause, you know, Honestly, 
I, I'm not even going for that much of a sleeper. I think Jonquil Jones, mm-hmm. she's rated, projected, kind of low in the first. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a much better player than is given credit. Um, I think that what she can bring to a team is a different level of toughness that you don't see very often in WNBA. So I feel like she could really take over the paint. Yeah, and and for me, I, looking at you know uh, draftsite.com, they have Madison Cable from uh, from Notre Dame because you know I'm a homer. Uh, they have her in, going in the third round. Mm-hmm. But looking at her stats, she shoots 49% from the field, 47% from three, averaging 13 points per game. I think she can step into a WNBA team and you know produce. And maybe you want to pair her up with Della Don, Pondexter, and Vandersloot. So you really want to mm-hmm. just add more shooting to Della Don because I mean Della Don yeah. can just drive and do everything basically. I mean she's a, she's a beast inside. So I think I think if you add cable into that i think she can just be scoring for the sky and make them even a, a more legitimate threat i just hope that teams don't look at this loss to the cardinal because it's cable's mm-hmm. last game before she would come out four of 13 from the field six rebounds 12 points i mean you see 12 and six and you go okay that's respectable but you see four of 13 it's like you know what that could have been a little bit better from the field but but i mean you got to look at her body of work throughout mm-hmm. her career i think i think she's really talked and you know made herself a, a formidable threat i mean people have bad games you know we've seen we've seen it on the men's side we've seen it on the women's side it's just really in the second round she went a little bit better 50% from the field 5 of 10 2 from 5 from 3 16 and 5 points to rebounds I, I, but I, I still, again, look yeah. at look at her regular season stats. I mean, she was playing against one of the best in the best conference in, in the in the uh, women's side in the ACC. So I think, and she's always been you know a big big star and big mm-hmm. proponent of this game. Uh, so I, I think I think she can I think she could be a real sleeper in this draft. And that will wrap it up for Mock Draft 1.0 for the WNBA. Thank you for listening today on April 1st. Uh, thank you for Dave and Ricky for joining us. We'll probably be bringing you a, another another one of this when it comes close to draft time on uh, April 14th. So thank you for joining us, and uh, have a great one, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.